We are live! Hey, hello everyone! Welcome for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. I'm Caroline. I'm doing those wonderful interviews with puppeteers from all over the world. And I want to connect with you if you are a puppeteer. I want to connect with the community and bring more eyes towards this art form. So tonight I have the chance to have the men behind Toy Box Theater. Here is it. Is Keith. So I will bring him in the screen in a moment. But before, I just want to invite everyone for this wonderful gala we do this weekend. It's on Saturday at 2 East time. So if you are in UK, 7 o'clock. If you are in Pacific, it's at 11. So yeah, here's the invitation. So it's the Puppet Podcast Gala. Basically, we want to get through this whole adventure that we have done before the pandemic, with the pandemic, like how the statistic and the connection just still growing and like it's exponential how we connect with more great, great people. And I'm, I'm so happy to discover the talent and the fact that puppeteers like still really into this art form and they, they want to share their art form so yeah let's just connect on saturday join us it's free it's on zoom and we will just see the face of each other bring some puppets and be swell well dressed and have fun so here was the commercial but i want to bring in the screen someone who is now in north carolina who perform a lot in new orleans Please, drum roll for Keith Schwaber. <laughs> I love Hello. to make it. <laughs> Hello, Caroline. Uh, Hello. So good to see you. And uh, thank you so much for uh, having me on your show today. Yes, I'm, I'm so happy. I get the chance to, to see you in action during the weekend because you, you were in this Fringe Festival edition. I, I want yourself, Key, to, to introduce you to the people who are watching right now. Sure. Um, so my name is Keith Schubert, and I am a puppeteer and puppet builder, also toy maker, entertainer, um, and also uh, event curator. Um, I've worked um, to curate lots of um, puppetry festivals in the United States over the last couple years, as well as um, curating a regular show that I do called the Wham Bam Puppet Slam, uh, which is a puppet variety show uh, that you're saying uh, you got to see this weekend as part of the Asheville Fringe Festival, which is another event that um, I've helped to bring puppetry to for probably the last 10 years. So maybe a little bit more getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but passionate. I saw your character because that's what fascinates me. It's that you, you do this like performance in character and you bring so much live and so much personality to, to this fringe edition that I, I really, really enjoy. And I, I feel the New Orleans influence. Could you say that you were influenced by this culture? Or? Um, sure. I mean, I you know, you know how it is. Like when you work with uh, creative people and um, puppeteers and clowns and sideshow and vaudeville variety, all of that uh, sort of, I think, melting pot. Um, when you work with people all over, all over the country and um, even the world, when you work with different artists, of course, they have a lot of influence. Um, 
on yourself and and you yeah. you know you pick up um, tips and tricks from watching other people perform live and how you can um, incorporate that. Uh, so yeah, I mean to to be clear to clarify with um, people that that don't know, uh, I also work as a uh, character MC. Um, yeah. I perform as a character called Toybox, uh, America's favorite cartoon witch, and uh, the character does a lot of. Um, storytelling, puppet shows, improv comedy, but also I in incorporate uh, aspects of um, traditional clown uh, also in my performance. Yes, and I think people know, like we have Chad here who say, it's America's favorite cartoon witch who just like pop it up in the chat. Like everyone, if you want to ask also a question to Keith, just feel free to write it down and I will bring it in the screen. Sure. So, so Keith, are you ready for the deep question of the Puppet Podcast? I'm going to try my best, yes. <laughs> yes, because it's always the same question, but I feel we, we dig into it more and more, and that's what interests me. I want to know the why. Like, why do you cherish the art of puppetry? Um, why do I cherish puppetry? Well, I mean, I feel like it's, it's such a particular form of, of magic, of stage magic that, um, you know, nothing else can sort of recreate, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing else like it. It's like, it's like the, the most successful way to sort of augment reality, um, in, in front of your person, you know, besides it, it's, it's, connected i think to like a stage magician but it's something more because you see an object that you know is not alive but when you can make that personal connection live and you see it come to life it's just it's so magical and there's nothing else there's nothing else like it you know and i think that's why um what you know what draws me to it really Yes, that's such a great answer because I, I feel you're not like the only one who talk in terms of magic and that's really interesting. We have Nicole who say toy box is magic. So yes, I think <laughs> you you get the message through the crowd with, with your, what you're doing also. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's not just, you know, a magic in the sense of... Um, of like a like a stage magician or something like that yeah. like it's it's really magical it's really magical and um it's a it's a really magical thing like it's a real life magic that there's nothing like it you know that you know and i've it's like other puppeteers have said before that you sort of when you're doing a puppet show there's this sort of moment sometimes where you enter another dimension and the, and the puppet comes to life and does things, or maybe even says things that you didn't expect, you know? <laughs> and, and I believe that is true. I mean, I, you know, for, for some of my performances, um, I have, um, I work with other puppeteers that I, you know, perform my shows with me and, you know, there's been performance before where I've done the whole show and, 
just like went into like a completely different zone where I had to ask my other pu puppeteer, did, did I do all the stuff that I was supposed to do? Did I say all my lines? And, and, you know, they turn and look at me and say, oh yeah, you were amazing. You know, like, and I was like, okay, good. Cause I don't remember what just happened, you know? So it is sort of this like, you know, transportive thing that is, is really, really magical, I believe. Wow, that's such well said. I feel you have a lot of anecdote also in your experience and stage experience. I want to know your crush moment. It's funny because I feel every puppeteers have a moment in the past that they say they get the crush for puppetry. They, they have a moment like a spark for this art form. So do you have one? Um, I, yeah, I think so. You know, I, I, I always have been interested in puppetry, um, uh, my whole life, you know, uh, since, you know, since I was a child and, and seeing, um, shows on television, like, um, uh, Sesame street, of course, and Mr. Rogers and the Muppet show. And also, um, where, where I live, I, I grew up in Chicago area. So we had some, uh, regional shows, uh, like uh, Giggle Snort Hotel, but then other things too, like Great Space Coaster and these sort of like old um, TV shows. And so I always loved that stuff. And, and I actually did uh, my first puppet show, I think when I was in sixth grade for, for an audience, you know, not just playing with my toys at home, but for an audience was in sixth grade. And I think when I, in the 90s, um, when I was very... I was going to college um, and I actually have a degree in elementary education. So I was going to be um, a teacher uh, for children. And um, during that time, I was doing a lot of puppetry in the classroom because um, I really see a, a very powerful um, connection with, with puppetry and learning where you can use puppetry Um, to connect with any subject and, and the, the, you know, it doesn't matter if it's math or social science or history or, or literature, whatever you can use puppetry for that. And the, the act of a child um, going through the process of making a thing and, and, and with the focus of that thing being um, whatever lesson you're trying to learn, the process of them making the thing and then having that thing to keep forever as a personal <laughs> artifact at the end um, is so powerful. And so, you know, when I was in college, um, that was something that I was very passionate about and very interested in doing. Um, and so during that time, uh, I was also going into the city and I was seeing a lot of um, live puppetry um, by groups like uh, Red Moon Theater and Histopolis and Theater Ublek and um, these sort of very weird, um, dark, you know, sort of Chicago adult <laughs> puppetry. It was very adult puppetry. And I think that was like my first sort of crush moment, you know, but we, I was also in, in, in this time, like making Um, stop motion animations and video projects. And, uh, you know, so so I was going to see all this live puppetry in the 90s, uh, adult puppetry in the 90s to sort of 
you know, inform what I was doing in the classroom, as well as to inform me doing these sort of video shows. But, you know, this was before there was something like YouTube. So, you know, I was making these really cool short films. But then at the end of the day, if we didn't have like a showing where we invited people and showed, you know, this short 10 minute movie, no one saw it, you know. And and so I sort of like reexamined everything and and just really I think those were the things that that gave me that crush moment was, um, you know, the the sort of darker adult puppetry that I started to see um, in Chicago in the in the in the in the nineties um, was really a heavy influence on me to say this, you know, this is so much more immediate and so much more visceral. And there's no degree of separation between the screen when you're watching it. It's like, it's right there and it's moving before your eyes. And so um, at that point, I think that was when I, you know, sort of when I graduated college um, and, and I sort of re-examined everything that I was doing and, and thought about it and said, well, what did I really like about all my experience? And I was like, it, it's about puppetry. It's about mm -hmm. doing puppetry. And I love to see the live puppetry. And so from there, um, I went to study uh, at the Art Institute of Chicago uh, with Blair Thomas, who is the founder and creator of Red Moon Theater, which was this Chicago company that, um, was you know something that I completely fell in love with so suddenly I was like you know um mentoring under this artist and and working with him and you know um so so I think that would probably be what what I would consider my my crush moment but I think that it goes back even to when I was a child yes I think it, and it's a real complete amazing answer and and it's funny because when you were talking the chat go a bit crazy so i'm just like wow okay it's kind of making people react so let me show you some of the comments that we have here sure. so yeah heidi say kids stories are the best too because you were talking about kids and yes we have oh we have so much like Nicole talk about like yeah let's let me just bring all of those so everyone could read it so yeah we have all adult puppetry also I think it's it's uh, it's a lot of um, some some people identify also to to that so yeah so amazing so cool <laughs> and I want to ask you. Um, the field of study because you you mentioned to study under someone was key for you i want to know in your opinion the best field of study to become a puppeteer well okay this is a very interesting um question and and uh, i'm glad you asked it because so uh for me you know when i started to get into puppetry uh it was a different time. There wasn't it, no internet. So mm -hmm. you had to meet real puppeteers in person and you had to go and see their work and learn from them. You know, that was the only way. And maybe uh, read an article in a, in a, in a magazine or check out books from the library. You know, th those were the ways that you had to learn about puppetry at this time. And so I went to study um, at the art Institute of Chicago as a formal training and uh -huh. um, 
what's so interesting about this experience for me is that the the you know I, because i wanted to learn things like materials and how to make puppets and how do you build puppets and what do you get what kind of tools do you need and all of that kind of stuff that's what i wanted to learn okay yeah. because at this point i was i was just making it up at home i had no no youtube to look at how to make something uh i was just making up my own methods you know from things yeah. that i learned in grade school and you know art classes whatever and so when i went to the art institute what is so fascinating is that I did a study with Blair Thomas, um, who is a famous Chicago puppeteer and very well revered um, in the United States. And the class that we did was all performative. Hmm. There was no, there was no building, and and I didn't know that when I took the the class. And you know, and so all we did was um, perform little skits with with like a hand puppet like this and our person mm -hmm. and we had to do some sort of interaction um and he would tell us like a small imperative like say mm -hmm. you're having an argument or um you're going to create a, a piece to some music or um you're happy together or you're trying to convince the puppet something or the puppet is trying to convince you something like he would give us a small um, sort of directive. And then we were in this bit large warehouse space and all the puppeteers would go to separate rooms and in a room by ourselves, we would create the, the skit, we would create the play and then come back and then perform it for the group. And then the group would critique and we'd talk about the things that people were doing well, the things that they needed to work on. And, and so, um, at first, you know, it was sort of like terrifying for me because, you know, part of what, why I wanted to become a puppeteer was because I thought you could just hide behind a curtain and not have to be seen and only use the object. And th all of this performance was actor and puppet together. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was transformative. It was transform, and and I realized that I was a good entertainer in this experience, and that I myself was was funny and smart and clever, and and um, successful as an entertainer. And you know, at first when I took the class and I found out what we were going to do, I was disappointed. I was like, oh, but I want to learn how to make puppets. I don't want to do this. But then. You know, after a few days of doing it, I realized like this is amazing and this is exactly what I needed to do. This is is what I needed to do. And and so, you know, we he gave us the puppets that were sort of like larval puppets. So they were blank face. So you uh -huh. could project any face on. And I started to um, because we were in the city, I started to take the puppet out around the city um, and. I started doing these acts that we were doing in the class on the street for people like just keep practicing. Cause I was obsessed with it. I was like, this is, this is amazing. You know, like I can do this with this puppet that has nothing. It's nothing. It's blank, you know? And, uh -huh. and so um, it was a very amazing experience for me. Uh, so that's really the only training um, 
I, and then, you know, uh, later I've done other sort of intensive workshops with other master puppeteers and um, learned how to, you know, work within their styles and different things um, for, you know, wood carving or um, also like uh, marionette design. I did a master class uh, intensive with uh, Philip Huber and learned how to make a marionette in his style. Um, and uh, other master puppeteers, um, I've done these sort of like intensive uh, studies with as well. So, Yes, and that's so interesting that you bring the entertainment aspect of the job, like as the, the thing that we don't know, but we discover and that puppetry is really an entertainment art form. I really like it's kind of a new aspect that I discover with your answer. It's great. I, I mean, I think it, it it's it's entertainment, but it's also um, educational and emotional and yeah. um, transformative. And and you can uh, bring um, this sort of any you can convey any sort of real feeling and real emotion through uh, puppetry art. You know, it doesn't always have to be funny. It can be terrifying. <laughs> It can be personal, it can be political, um, and, you know, it can be also an agent of change. And, you know, through this art form, because it is so visceral when you see it live and so magical that it can it can affect people and it can, you know, yeah. help them. I think it's also good for therapy, you know. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, this is something amazing, too. Another amazing thing early in my career was I, I had made a friend um, in my town who uh, people sort of make fun of this man and, and thought that he was weird because he walked with a big stick and he looked sort of like a wizard and he walked not good, you know, mm -hmm. and, and there was something wrong with him, you know. And, you know, one day I met this man and I thought, you know, people make fun of him and people are mean to him and... I didn't like it, you know? Yeah. So I met this man and I became his friend and I found out the reason why he was like this was because he was deaf. He couldn't hear. And so he had no balance. So he needed the stick to help him walk. And that was the only thing wrong with him. But because he couldn't hear, because he was deaf, um, he needed, the, he had poor balance. And also he talked funny. Right. Uh -huh. And so I made a friendship with this man and it, it, it ended up being amazing because I invited him to my rehearsal <sighs> and he he couldn't hear any of my dialogue. He couldn't hear any of the things that I said. But when I heard him laughing, I knew <laughs> that I was doing something right because he was only seeing the movement and not hearing my jokes, you know? So uh -huh. it was it was quite amazing thing. And, um, you know, and I think it was amazing for him too that someone, you know, took time to like understand him and, you know, share this magic with him, so. Totally, it's the role of artists. I feel you you were kind of wide open and just like, like welcome the other human and just do your art. It's, it's amazing. That's a awesome story. And I, I, let me ask you this tricky question about your definition in your own word. What is a puppet for you? 
I feel like a puppet is any, it's nothing more than art that moves um, mm -hmm. in a real time, in a, in a temporal space um, that is um, a physical tactile object that is moving in real time before you, right? So, you know, I feel like there's puppets like traditional puppets, but also things I think like robotics could be puppetry, right? Um, uh -huh. Or even just um, a piece of silk could be used as a puppet. So I think that uh, puppetry is is anything like art that moves. You know, I've seen people do a show where, you know, they were doing a puppet of a bird and it was just a big scissors, <laughs> you know, things like this. So objects could become puppets um, if it has an intention to uh, become animated in a temporal space um, and, and uh, you know, is a tactile, visceral thing with an intention, I think, really. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I, I love that. And we have questions from the crowd. Let me bring Nicole. Yes. So did you have stage fright? That's a good question. It's so what are some interesting way of or overcome it? So um, I mean, I did um, you know, early early in my career, I think I did have some stage fright and was nervous about being on stage and nervous about my performance. But um, it's been a very long time um, since, since that. And, you know, now uh, where I'm at in my life, I actually feel more comfortable being on a stage than I do sometimes at a party or at a bar. I feel more uncomfortable in a social setting sometimes <laughs> than I do being on stage because it's my element, you know, and I know yeah. that when I'm there, I can command the audience and and draw them in and make them laugh or make them feel sad or or um, make them think or whatever in a way that sometimes you can't in a social setting where you know you get into a conversation and somebody is trying to dominate the conversation. It's just like <laughs> I'm done. I don't even want to try to fight with this. You know. So. <laughs> That's so interesting. That's a good anecdote. That's true. We feel comfortable on stage and let me ask um this question i i have two main other question i want to ask you like sure. do you feel puppetry is in an ascension do you feel we how you feel like the rhythm of the art form is it more popular in your vision or not i i feel like um it's always it's always there. It's always sort of, um, I don't think that it's an ascension, but I don't think that it's descension either. Okay. I think it's just, it's just a constant. It's a constant part of art and entertainment that will always exist. Um, and it will always be, um, prevalent. You know, there, there are moments, you know, when you say like, um, team America came out or when, uh, being John Malkovich came out, then um, it was really popular in those times. But that was also in a time period where we didn't we didn't have internet, right? So in in involved in the sort of like zeitgeist of 
you know, what is in people's periphery. Everyone yeah. saw those films where now there's so much information um, available on the internet uh, in so many different forms. There's, there's no sort of like cross section where everyone sees the same thing. It's very rare. Uh, and so I think that it will, it will always be in a, just a sort of constant place where it, you know, it's, it shows its prominence and there'll always be things that um, are significant and um, that people will pay attention to. That's great. That's, that's good. I observe the similarity on, on that. And I want to ask you also your like purpose with puppetry. Like, do you have something you envision you, you, say to yourself, I want to go there. My dream is to realize this piece. Or do you have some chunky dreams like that with puppetry? I mean, of, of course, right? I, I, of course, there are, you know, ideas that I have for puppet plays um, that I want to create um, in, in my life, you know. And, um, you know, that when I was younger, I've been doing puppetry over 20 years, you know, so, so when I was younger, I had these big ideas for a play. And then I said, Oh, but I'm not ready to try and do it. You know, I'm not ready to try and make that yet. I need to be more master. I need to understand more. And, you know, now it's, it's more just like, when I have the idea, I'm just like, ah, oh, just make it, you know, just make it something. And if it is good as you want, it's as good as, it's good as it'll be, you know, and people always like it. But I mean, as far as like things, um, I feel like I'm doing a lot of what I want to do. You know, a, a lot of um, my career and a lot of um, what I try and do in my work is also just promoting the art of puppetry and, mm -hmm. and promoting other people that are doing it and, um, and different styles. And so I love to, um, curate events. I love to curate festivals, which I've, I've been doing that stuff for the last few years of, um, you know, in New Orleans and for Puppeteers of America and local events here in my town. Um, and, you know, now on, on, um, because of the pandemic, I'm doing more uh, shows online, which, you know, a lot of my shows online are, mm -hmm. the intention is to promote puppetry arts and promote um, different people whose work that I find um, relevant or magnificent or um, just amazing and that I want more people to see. And, and so I'm doing those things, you know, but, you know, so of course, someday I would like to have like my own theater and um, have a space that had, you know, a little shop and um, a place where, You know, instead of me having to drive to New Orleans and drive to Michigan and drive to Chicago, I could just have everyone come to me and do a show in my own community. And, um, you know, so so I guess that would be something really that that I would love to do someday is have my own theater. But, um, you know, I think a lot of what I want to do, I am doing and I am doing it um, to some degree of success. Yes. And, and yeah, you, you must be uh, with a lot of gratitude because I saw you, I was really impressed about also the, the fact that you just get into the virtual aspect of it. Like I saw your animation. It's like your character is an animate puppet, like in moving with your mouth. Like it, it's so like 
amazing that you 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 have this level also of technology around you. Well, that has a lot to do also with uh, the people that I work with and yeah. um, their contributions as well. So, you know. Um, you, you are surrounded with a good team. I have a great team, yes. That's that's so cool. So let's look at the chat because it's it's getting sure. a lot of action over there. And, and yes, it's, it's the stuff is like indicated. So we have Manuel who say, hi, Keith. So, oh, Manuel, yes. Yeah, so maybe amazing puppeteer from Puerto Rico. Yeah, Manuel, nice to meet you. So here we have like the side guys. It's it's in the gate to to pay. You should so. have you should have Manuel on your show sometime. He is oh, um, yeah. a, a very interesting artist and as very influential in New York City and Puerto Rico as well. For sure. So Manuel, we 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 get in touch. <laughs> so let me bring some other things of the chat. So we have Deborah who say like yes. The thing with the pandemic was strange, and, and yes, that's true. She she agree with that. Also, another puppeteer from Puerto Rico, and and very, uh, the part the the scene in Puerto Rico is amazing. Let me just say, um, so I, if you need to connect with some people from Puerto Rico and you want to have them on your show, let me know because those people are doing some of my favorite work in the world right now. Um, wow. And it, Just so creative, uh, so inventive, so beautiful. Yes, I feel, yes, this community is getting really active. And yeah, I want all of those contacts. I, I say yes, yes. And um, yeah, we have uh, here, thanks. Yes, <laughs> she, she, Deborah acknowledged. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and, and yes, Matthew, I would conclude with Matthew, say like your puppetry is original so yeah so for the conclusion keith i always ask the puppeteer to bring something to the screen so we can feel and see and perceive more of your work and uh yeah so do you have something for us uh well i mean i have a bunch of puppets here just behind me um they're just hanging up so i'll just bring uh, let me see if i can get him down <laughs> Um, I do, this is, hold on, he's a little caught, and I have the headphones, so I'm trying to get this. Yeah. There we go. Um, so I do really love this style of puppet, of like um, the Czech rod marionette with a rod to the head, very simple, um, because for me, I like to do a lot of um, sort of narrative style. Uh -huh. of, um, puppet. And so um, this is a great format because, you know, it's the way that I make them, I build a lot of movement just into the puppet itself. So I can do one or two or sometimes even three at a time um, to tell a story. So uh -huh. you can see here, I'm only holding one hand, but he uh -huh. already looks um, very lifelike. Um, and so, you know, this is This is sort of, for me, one of my styles of puppetry that I like. Um, I like this sort of Czech um, rod, uh -huh. rod puppet um, marionette. Uh, I also really like, um, you know, like a classic hand puppet like this. Just because, you know, um, I'm not a millionaire. I don't <laughs> have a lot of money. And so, you know, when I do um, a performance, usually I only have one other, maybe one other, maybe two. But usually uh, either solo 
or one other person to do the performance with me. Um, uh -huh. So I'm always trying to create a piece where, um, you know, I don't have to pay uh, someone else because, you know, I mean, as we all know, it's not the most um, always the most lucrative career choice, right? You don't make tons of money. So, you know, the less split that we have, I think the better um, as far as just making money goes, um, but not as, yeah. you know, so. That's, that's so cool. And it's your character, actually. Yeah. Yeah, this one is um, Toy Box. This is a puppet of Toy Box uh, that I use a lot in um, sort of a lot of my pieces. A lot of my short pieces, I do, I should say, I do a different, a bunch of different styles of stuff. I do like a 45 minute puppet play, um, uh -huh. like you would think, like a traditional puppet show, sometimes for children, sometimes for adults. But then I also do a lot of puppet slam and I do a lot of, you know, short short pieces like three to seven minutes long and a lot of them i i incorporate my dreams or real stories of my life you know things weird things that happen with me and so um if i do stories that are of my real life i often use uh, a little toy box as you know <laughs> as me so yes and i think people love this character we have kevin who say i love how your character life it's so many form. Yes, that's so interesting. Kevin is also great. You you should have him on your show. He does um he's been doing a show on online. I think they do it every day. It's wow. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh he's like a machine. I can't even believe and and it's all it's entertaining and fun every time. If you guys don't watch uh Kevin's show, it's called Wimmy's Words. Um uh, it's great. I mean, every time I watch it, I'm I'm just astounded that the fact that uh it's fun and engaging every single time. I don't know if I could do a show every day and be fun every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, for sure. We, we love to connect with even more and more puppeteers. I love that. So Keith, if people want to see more of you, wants to, to contact you, where they should watch and go? Um, okay, so uh, Toy Box Theater is uh, my Facebook page, and uh, we do um, a weekly show. We have some sort of weekly thing every weekend on Toy Box Theater Facebook page. Um, either it's our normal show or it's an episode of our Puppet Slam. Uh, we've been doing the Puppet Slam every month since November, so we're just starting to do that. But the other show we've been doing, it's called What's in the Box with Toy Box, and that show we've been doing... Uh, since August, and uh, there's a special guest every time, and usually the special guests are either uh, other puppeteers or toy makers. That's so cool. That's great. So Facebook is the good spot to to. Yeah, Facebook. They can follow Toy Box Theater. Also, the Wham Bam Puppet Slam. Uh, that's that's my um, puppet slam show that I've been doing um, with a group of amazing people, as you saw on Saturday for yes. um, years, for over a decade, we've been doing that show too, so. That's awesome, so cool. So yeah, Keith, thank you so much for your time. It's, it was so interesting to have you on the show. And, well, thank uh, you for having me. Yes, it, it's, it's so fun to connect with talented people and I feel we, we were touching, yeah, thanks, oh, we have here. Nicole, who, who really, she, she recommended me to, 
to interview you. So thank you, Nicole. It was a good cue, you know, those cues coming from all over. So that's awesome. So yeah, I will have to remove you of the screen. Okay. I, 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 at this moment, sometimes I'm sad, but thank you so much, Keita. Well, and I yes. can always come back sometime if you want me to. <laughs> Yeah, and stay in the virtual studio. We could chat after this. I would do the conclusion. So, bye. Okay. <laughs> Yay, to everyone. Thank you so much for watching. Yes, we have those thanks. Thanks to you both. Yeah, for sure. We love to connect with you people. And yes, if you want to follow other episodes, you can look on YouTube, on Facebook. We have many episodes coming. We have this gala on Saturday, so you're all invited. And yes, I want to let you know that we offer also tools for puppeteers with their social media. So we have this coaching uh, program that we start and we, we want to help you to, to get more visibility online, to get more confident about your, your social media, or just confident about like getting people seeing your work and, and just selling online stuff or selling puppets. Or, so we are in this kind of online switch and marketing on social media. So we want to help puppetry because... I believe in it and I bring uh, Eli in this adventure and we just bring our expertise to you guys. So feel free to have a look on our website or on our, let me bring it, let me bring it the better, on our Patreon because we are on Patreon and we try to connect with other puppeteers who are on Patreon too. So we want to do collaboration. So feel free to write to us so here is the address. So yeah, here we are. So everyone have a nice evening and I wish you all the best. Stay creative, take care and see you next week for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. Bye-bye.